1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Believe. B-L-E-A-V and Lions on the Believe Podcasting Network. That's Detroit's number one sports podcasting network. This is the show where we believe in the Detroit Lions. By the end of this episode, so will you. Football is back. Training camp has started. The Lions are out there. They are even got pads on hitting people. There's been training camp fights. There's so much to talk about, but this is going to be a really exciting episode. You guys know done this show solo i've had the one and only benny blades on the show i also had some of my buddies on the show and i'm real happy to have one of my other good buddies he's knowledgeable he loves the lions he's funny he's gonna bring some heat to the show today that's my buddy brian nicewanger was nice enough to come on and talk some lions here on the believe podcasting network brian chops as i call you how you doing buddy uh Oakry, happy to be on the B L E
0: A V podcast and uh ready to talk some Detroit Lions
1: and some Detroit sports, baby. Oh, there's no doubt about it. Do you believe, Choppies? This I believe this is gonna be a great show. I believe this will be a great show as well. <laughs> Alright, so here's what we're gonna do for the people. We are gonna talk about um Why everybody in the state of Michigan and otherwise should be real hype about the teams here in Detroit, because you're my hockey insider. We got a hockey team that's ready to roll. The basketball team here in the city just got the number one pick and they got a super young, exciting, fun squad to watch. But we will focus on the Detroit Lions, who are just ready to roar. They are ferocious. They are going to be fun to watch. And they got a head coach that is just worth the price of admission. We're going to talk about all that. And then we also got some hot topics, some of the things that are just uh, rolling over there at the Allen Park headquarters. We'll get into that, too. But before we do we got to get our great sponsor, BetOnline.ag, in here. Now, before I throw the sponsor, chops, I know you've been one that you've dabbled, let's say, on the uh, sports betting scene. You've uh, pocketed some dough. I mean, have you been to the BetOnline.ag, and would you tell the people why they should need to go there right now?
0: Oh, creep. Uh, I would give you 10 to 1 odds that I have indeed been <laughs> on that website and maybe won, maybe lost. But mostly won a little bit of cash on there. It's a great platform. Love the AEG online, and uh, yeah, I've been known to throw it on a dollar or two.
1: No doubt about it. So everybody, go check out BetOnline.ag. Let's get them in as a sponsor. When we come back, I mean, we're talking Lions, Detroit sports, training camp, everything, all the above. Everybody, we'll be right back. What's going on, Believe in Lines listeners? Now, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head on over to their website, BetOnline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts all right believe in lions listeners we're back from the break we cannot thank betonline.ag enough for sponsoring the show longtime sponsor and with my buddy chops here on the show i mean again i teed it up in the beginning he's my hockey insider we are going to get to the lions and talk all things lions but Chaps, I know you are excited about this Detroit Red Wings squad, so I'm going to give you the floor for a, a little summary. I mean, help the listeners know why the Wings are going to be back on the scene with some of the young players they got and things that are going on uh, on the ice there.
0: Yeah, so super exciting time to be a Detroit Red Wings fan. Uh, Stevie Wy has been back in the fold now for a couple of drafts, a couple of years. You know, he took over the dumpster fire that Ken Holland left him. Um, and he's done quite well with these great picks. Um, I'm loving the high draft picks, even though we seem to keep falling into that number six slot, even though, you know, we, we should be picking in the number one or two slot every year. But, you know, thanks, Gary Bettman. But uh, anyway, the, uh, you know, the Red Wings, you know, we, we are in a great mode. In fact, I'm looking for us to make the playoffs this year with some of this young talent coming up. Uh, you know, we have some great young studs. Of course, you know, we've got our guys that we've had for a few years now are Dylan Larkins our Todd Bertuzzi's, um, you know, but we had some other young bucks in the mix with our most siders. Um, you know, Lucas Raymond is on the charge up, I hear, you know, we got some great, great kids that are ready to go. And, and not to mention uh, the, the free agent offseason that Stevie Y has had this year with trading for the Calder finalist goalie. Uh, I can never <laughs> say his name. So we just call him Nettie. And uh, just absolutely fleece Carolina to get this kid. And uh, he's our goalie of the future. Oh, and then Stevie Y doubles down and takes, in my opinion, the best goalie in the draft in uh, Mr. Casa at the uh, number 16 slot where he trades up and gets him. And, uh, you know, so our goalie situation is handled now for the next couple of years. So I'm real excited to be a Red Wings fan right now, and I can't wait for the season to start. Let's play some hockey.
1: Exactly, man. I love it. Like whenever I got a hockey question or I, I, I played back in the day, I mean, chopsy he, he, he's, he's much more of a he's still on the ice these days. I, I had to put my jersey up in the rafters and retire long ago, but love the game of hockey, fast, physical, all that. I mean, I think Mr. Nettie is gonna help keep it out of the netty and that's gonna be incredible. And then the rook's gonna come along and do some big things. We needed a big time goalie. I I love some of the young talent they've drafted. I just you've heard me on the text and calls, and I'm just like, I'm getting impatient. We, we we just got so spoiled with all those playoffs, championships, whatever it may be. So now is the time for the wings to turn the corner and man, they're in that new stadium. They've got Stevie Wyatt at the helm, exciting talent, like I just can't wait to see it. So if I ever got a hockey question, I dial up Chops. And I'm like, hey, man, what's going on here? Give me the scoop. Is this good or not? And he's been big on the team. So, hey, man, real excited. I'm glad you got that in. Now, let me talk about the Pistons. Uh, again, I am a multifaceted uh, sports star back in my heyday. I mean, I came up playing hoops in the inner cities of Dayton, Ohio and in, in the state of Michigan as well. I was been known to cross up a fool or drop a three from distance, but I loved basketball growing up. Now, the thing that was crazy is I was a huge Jordan fan. My uncles were huge piston people and they couldn't stand it. But I was like, he's so dang good. I don't care. Like Jordan's the man. Right. But as it got rolling, and in like the two thousand, I was like, "Man, I'm a, I'm a piston. I'm a going to work guy. This is a great team," and I was ahead of the curve when they won that championship, but. Since then, crazy lean years for the Pistons. I mean, we can't win a game. We got no talent. Stan Van Gundy's ruining our franchise. We've got just Bumskis like Charlie Villanueva and other guys coming in who can't play. They're getting max contract. I mean, it was just a mess for like over a decade plus now. It's just like the Red Wings. Like, they both fizzled out at the same time and they both haven't come back. So... Chops, I'm here to tell you, the Detroit Pistons, last year, Troy Weaver just weaved some magic. He went out and he just, like, undid the whole mess that was before him in, like, one draft. He brought in three cats in Isaiah Stewart, Sadiq Bay, and Killian Hayes in the blink of an eye that changed the franchise. And then this year, we get the number one pick overall, Cade Cunningham, baby. This guy is just... People are calling the best player since LeBron. I mean, this was like one of those drafts. You said how the Red Wings got screwed. I mean, yeah, they are always picking six, seven, eight. Where do you think the Pistons have been picking the last decade? Six, seven, eight. Never up in the top place where they could get a stud. This year, there's only one stud to be had, and it's Cade Cunningham. He could shoot, he could drive, he could dish, he could do it all. And the and the Pistons get him, but but what do they do? Oh no, they they double up as well. And in the second round, they take a cat from the University of Michigan. <laughs> and Isaiah Livers, this guy thinks the game. He can shoot it. He's smart. Just an absolute no-brainer to take Rivers where they took him. I'm sitting at home, draft expert that I am, like, man, take Isaiah Livers right here. Let's go. Boom. The Pistons select Isaiah Livers. They go behind that. They take Garza. This guy's seven feet, but he can shoot. He was the player of the year. Chopping in college hoops. I mean, I'm here to tell you. The Pistons are back just like your Detroit Red Wings. I think Little Caesars is going to be jumping. I think there's going to be some banners going up before it's all said and done here in the D.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I can't agree more, man. Uh, you know, Little Caesars gets built, and, um, you know, then what, ha- what happens? Like the sports teams that are playing there are just starting the dumps. And uh, I know the Pistons, you know, had a little dabble there for some playoff basketball that lasted you know i mean it, it seemed like it was only you what know, it shouldn't even been two games when they uh, got booted out in the first round a couple of years back but that yeah man, mirage. i'm super excited about the pistons as well um you know talking about uh michigan players getting drafted let's talk about you know how about these two studs duncan robinson and uh my boy hardaway jr just signing a big mad cash and i see livers following suit man uh, being in that and that role for the pistons. So I'm loving it.
1: Absolutely pizza. Hey, real quick take on Little Caesar's Arena. What do you think? I've only been there a couple of times. I wasn't wowed. It felt like a big old Camerica park to me just kind of like spacious and nice but it didn't it didn't knock me down like I thought it would when I went in but I mean good arena but I do miss the history of the Joe no doubt about it as well as man what what are we knocking the palace down for a parking lot for I mean one of the best places to go out in the middle of nowhere in Auburn Hills but I had more fun at the palace than any venue any stadium um, in my life so I mean what's your what's your take on Little Caesars Arena
0: so, you know, being a, a, a Red Wings guy, actually working for the team for uh, quite a few years, um, and it, I love Joe Louis Arena. I mean, I just, I, I can't, it's my favorite building of all time. Um, but I will say that, again, you know, being behind the scenes and seeing the, the things that that building was going through, it really was time for a change and an upgrade. Um, I mean, Little Caesars Arena is pristine. I've been to uh over 20 nhl arenas across the nation and i gotta say as far as i mean it's just they did everything the best um from in-game entertainment to the seat setup i love the way the bowl is set up you're sitting on top of the ice um you know almost like it, it's just insane um and again you just it's it, you, like you're right it's it feels so luxurious like you're in a strip mall or something um because there's so many shops and food options, and then you got the sweet level. You got the upper tier where you're actually over the ice. It, I mean, it's just amazing. Um, it, you know, you you're definitely losing that old school feel. You don't have that barn uh, feeling like the Joe. But man, I, I love what they did with the LCA, and uh, I can't wait to that place, oakery I know you said you know it, it seemed not like too loud. I'm telling you, the first time the Red Wings and the Pistons take the ice or hit the court in a, in a, in a playoff game that actually means something, you know, I'm talking like a conference final, a Stanley cup final. I mean, they are going to blow the roof off of that.
1: Good stuff, man. Uh, speaking of the roof, that's one of the beasts people have. We got all these drawings. That's going to be this digital, crazy, awesome roof, and then it's just a regular roof with a big old cheese pizza man on the top. C- come on, man! Like, uh, you know, the, the, they did they did give us the okey doke on some of those drawings and things that were going to go down with with LCA. But I'm with you. It is really nice now. We're going to talk Lions here and tell you why you need to be hype about this young, hungry team. But Chops, mean you need to get to a hockey game for sure. It sounds like you've been there hanging out in the suites doing X, Y, and Z. I definitely got to get down to a hockey game, get another look at this arena and this team that we got. And I might have to drag you to a hoops game because I know you're not a big hoops fan, but I'm telling you the Pistons are going to be damn fun to watch. They got five young guys all under the age of 23-ish in that starting lineup, basically. That's going to be fun. So, yeah, I'm with you. When they start winning and there's championships and there's playoff wins and stuff, that arena is going to have what the other arenas had, and it's just going to be damn nice to go to. So I'm with you there, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Can't wait for it. It's been too long, man. I've been starving for playoff hockey in this town now. You know, we get spoiled for 25 straight years. And now I think with four straight years of none. So this is the year changes. Uh 2022. They're making the playoffs for the Red Wings. And man, I'm 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 gonna look for the Pistons to sneak in there and surprise some folks too with that. Those young cats. And I mean, how can you not love kate Cunningham, man? I mean, the guy just oozes confidence. Um, you know, he was true the true number one pick, and uh just can't wait to see these guys on the court.
1: It will be good, man. Now, I-B-L-E-A-V in the wings and the pistons, but you guys know the name of the show. It's Believe in Lions, baby. And I know you've been waiting. Hopefully, you haven't turned off the show. Hope you enjoyed. I know a lot of sports fans are, you know, in Detroit especially, if you're winning they love you. If you're not, you're maybe on the back burner. But come on, man. If you love the Lions, you got to love the Pistons and Wings as well. We're not going to get into the Diamond. Everybody knows that's not one of my favorite sports by any means. But we are going to talk about the Lions. And here's the thing, Choppy, Like, you know, people around here, myself included, since I became a big-time football fan, I've been through the worst years ever you know, in the history of football with this Detroit Lions team. But every year, man, trying to BLEAV, you know, my other show, I'm serving up that Detroit Kool-Aid baby, Honolulu blue flavored. But there were definitely years where it was like, even if I was hyping up certain players, like – it just didn't feel right. Or we just we were spending draft resources at the wrong spot. There were multiple drafts where I was, you know, just so frustrated. Why'd you pass on this guy? What we take this guy for? Now I gotta try to tell the people why they need to believe in Ebron or Pettigrew or some of these defenders and running backs they've taken. But hey man, I'll throw it to you. But I feel like this. It feels different with the juice, the head coach, the staff, as well as we got ourselves a fresh start on players, basically, with the trade of Stafford and the reorganization of the team. And I've never seen you more excited. So let's tell the people why they need to be so hype about the Lions, even probably more so than the other two teams we just talked about, because they may call it hockey town, but this is a football town. We're just craving for a winning team, and and we we may be headed that direction sooner than people think.
0: Yeah, absolutely. This team uh, is. I mean, look, you know, they they clean the slate. They get rid of the old regime, um, and and boy, could they have not gone any differently than what the past was? Because you know, Brad Holmes and Dan freaking Campbell. I mean, these guys they're just they're polar opposites of the last regime, and I I, I absolutely love it because. For me, you know, Matt, Pat, uh, with, you know, the rocket scientist, the smarter than you smartest man in the room mentality. I mean, I was over that in six games, you know, I was hyped and then it was like, you know, it didn't, it didn't work and it was nowhere close. And I, I, like you said, I am more excited for this team this year, um, than I have been in a really, really long time, even before we hired Matt, Pat, um, you know, I, I think, uh. I think, you know, and it started with the Stafford talk, right? I mean, we, you know, he asked for a trade um, and we oblige him, you know, you know, Brad Holmes, you know, says, okay, fine. Um, So he, he, he gives him the trade that he wants. And, you know, not only does he just trade the guy and, you know, get the salary cap room or one of that. No, no. He trades in for another former first overall pick for two first round picks and a third round pick. And, and, you know, to me, he just totally fleeces his old team. And uh and, and gets Jared Goff as well. So I mean, you gotta be happy about that. And then and then let's roll into the draft. And you know, what do they do? They just like they take the best player. I mean, personally, on my board, this guy was like a top two pick, and he falls to us. <laughs> oh, I mean, babe. you know, so you start, you know, you, we just completely solidified our offensive line with Penny Sewell for years and years and years to come. I absolutely love that portion of our team. And and that line is going to
1: be dominant. Here's the thing, and you hit on it. Like the reason I say this is, feels different to me is because back in the day, well, let's start with this. When when I like literally just kind of became sort of actually paying attention to the game of football, like it was it was right around that time when they brought in a guy named Matthew Millen, and my buddies and everybody, oh man, this guy's the, the he's going to change. He's the best. He knows football. All this guy had ever done was been on a microphone. He he proved to be an absolute abomination when it came to running an organization and talent. Then what follows him up when it comes to a leader of our organization? A guy that worked under him, that learned from him, that was his right-hand man. That was a debacle. Then they bring in a guy from the Patriots. Oh, this is going to be it, man. This guy knows everything. And him and Matt Patricia turned out to be the most rude, arrogant just a-holes we ever had where like they just they just ran everybody out of town and Bob Quinn had a hard time finding talent after I don't know the first round draft pick that he was usually picking in the top 10 and and to me not only does it start there with the GM picking players and, and being able to set up an organization but it also goes to like back then it was like what William Clay Ford was around. He was re- sort of running things where like his buddies were making decisions. And then, you know, then it was kind of a jumbled mess. And then Martha had it, which is nicer, as calculated as she wants to be. She's what, 90 years old. So there's been a real change when it comes to like Sheila being like – kind of that lady that you see at the like work meetings where it's like man she's like on the ball with stuff and a little bit more aggressive and intelligent than you'd think and and knows more than you would believe on the surface and cares and 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 then she brings in a guy like brad holmes who his whole his whole career over 15 plus years have basically been personnel on the road scouting doing drafts has a has a track record of being on a team that drafted well and then he brings in other guys that have also done that with him that can work well, as well as he brings in coaches that are all getting like their their first opportunity yet are respected, that played the game. I mean, none of that happened back the last decade plus that I've been uh, just dying with this team. Multiple decades, I guess, now that it's just been complete joke. And we don't even want to talk about before that. I mean, we all know the history there as well. So that that's why I'm so fired up, because it comes to the team, you know, the team building, the guy at the top. And right now, to me, the guy at the top, yeah, Sheila Ford is giving the vision and is signing the checks and whatnot. But I I feel really good with Brad Holmes as the leader of this team, not only from his eye for talent, but... Everything I hear from the guy, he seems aggressive, smart, uh, also kind of calculated where he will rip your heart out if he has a chance. Um, I, I like everything about him as well as just being personable, a guy that people like, that other GMs like, that make can make trades, as you said, with the Rams. A guy that can uh, wheel and deal and also pull the trigger in the draft as needed and to acquire us talent. So that, that's why I'm so excited.
0: Yep. Yep. You hit it spot on. Oak. I mean, it starts from the top. It goes all you know, with Brad Holmes and you're right. I mean, he's the kind of guy that, you know, he can sit and hold a press conference and you don't just, and you know, he doesn't come across as a smug, arrogant, uh, you know, jerk, you know, he's open to what he can be open with and, but he's savvy in the background. So, you know, he's the kind of guy that, that uh, he's picking up the phone. He's making calls on players. He's doing his homework you know, he's got the background to find talent. And, you know, I mean, I can just imagine, can you imagine being a a GM and Bob Quinn picks up the phone and calls you about a player? I mean, Um. I can't even imagine talking to that guy. And, and then, you know, like he's, he's just like, you know, he's like a smug turd. And, you know, now we got Brad Holmes, who's, you know, like just a totally opposite guy. And to your point, He hires all these guys that have player experience They're the former players and they've been in the game, you know, they're new in their positions. uh, Most of them, but they have experience and they know what they're doing. I mean, I'm looking at Mark Brunel as our quarterback coach. I'm talking Deuce Staley as our assistant coach. I'm talking Anthony Lynn as the OC. I mean, Mm. you go all the way up and down the line, Eric Glenn, the DC, like I love this staff. And of course, you know, Head of all, all that with Dan freaking Campbell. It just feels different this year, Oak. It really, really does. I can't remember a regime change where I bought in so much to this level as I have with this regime. And, and again, that's going back several decades. You know, there was excitement when change happened, but not like this. And uh, And it's just carried over. And now, you know, they're putting the pads on and we're ready to go.
1: Exactly. And kind of the coolest thing about what we've talked about the last few minutes is we haven't even hit on many like on the field players because we're we're focusing on the 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 backbone, the foundation of the organization, which is going to be player, um, you know, bringing in personnel through the draft. Everybody says build through the draft, yet the Lions would always continue to take those flashy weapons early and then try to add old aging veterans and think that was going to work where Brad Holmes is doing what me and you and others have always said hey draft premier talents at good values which he did with Penny Sewell and then he went right down the board and filled needs but also got you know good quality football players at positions of need that are hopefully going to be here around for a long time so it's like we're not even talking much about the players because it is about the guy bringing them in and and Brad Holmes is like that guy that's like hanging out at the bar talking football but then you also like learn he's a leader of a fortune 500 you know it's like damn I didn't you know the guy just seemed cool but he also is like The man on the business side as well. That's the that's the vibe I'm starting to get from this guy. And Dan Campbell, Dan freaking Campbell is the guy that I mean, everybody. This sort of where I tease up my other show, the Detroit Kool Aid Cast, because Chops was nice enough to come on this week. Uh, Again, it goes Wednesdays and Fridays. And me and Chops on the Friday show are going to do the great Stafford debate, which should be really entertaining about, you know, Chops has some crazy rants and opinions about number nine. I'm going to give what the people that diehard support this guy, like he just can't do any wrong. And I'm also going to give you my honest opinions, but we're going to tell you why Dan freaking Campbell is so awesome. Because to, just to give you a teaser right here, you know why Dan Campbell so awesome, why I think he's going to be a good head coach in the league. Is because he's real, man. He's honest. He's fun. He also loves the game of football. You can find people to work the salary cap and add, you know, position players. Dan Campbell doesn't need to be an expert of like, you know, tight end or well he he probably is because he played but i'm talking about like he doesn't have to know everything about the center position or what somebody's doing at deep safety because he'll bring in people that can help him with that he needs to be a leader he needs to know how to work the clock as well as have that mojo to be like hey our, our outside receiver can't be guarded by this corner. Let's give him the football. TJ Hawkinson can't be guarded in the middle of the football field. Let's pepper him with 10 targets a game. I mean, I think he's going to keep it very simple, be very relatable to the players. And like I said... GM, head coach, and then all the players that are going to come in through the draft and otherwise are going to trickle down and going to want to play for these people because they're going to pay the guys that play ball. They're going to kick you out if you suck. They're going to pump you up to try to make you the best person and player you can be until you give them reason otherwise, and then they'll ship you out in a FedEx package to the next town that won't be the Detroit Lions who's going to be bringing in talent and looking for ball players. And that's what we need here to get W's, and that's what it's all about. When these guys start racking up W's, whether it be this year, next year, the year after, whatever, that's when it's all gonna start rolling and it's just gonna be fun to watch.
0: Yeah, yep, yeah, I can't wait. It's like I, I'm I'm itching, I'm itching every week. Like every day, I'm like, when does the season start? When does the season start? When, you know it's it's great, they got the pads on this week, but you're you're absolutely right. I just I love Everything about the way this team is built. Um, and they just have this new uh this new energy, and it's uh it's just great.
1: Chops, here's the thing: preseason is like we're recording here, this will be dropping on Thursday morning. Basically, a week from when this comes out, like the Lions be hitting the field for preseason, and I don't think I've ever well, been as excited. Too. Yeah. Y- you know, it's like I can't wait to see what St. Brown does in preseason. Aleem McNeil. Big denim. Levi Onzerike. I mean, let, let, let me see Penne out there to right tackle. He says he's comfortable now. Like, there's, you know, there's just so much to be interested in with the young pups, as well as we don't even know what we're going to get from the rest of our squad. Like, back in the day, it was always like, ah, you know, Stafford might play, you know, two snaps, and he might throw the ball to Nate, or to, you know, who do we have around here? Marv, Ken, same old people all day long, you know what I mean? Now it's like, you look around, and... There's nobody new. I mean, even the guys that are coming back, like Swift and Hawk, and it's like, we can't wait to see what they got too here in in years two, three, four, whatever it is. Like, it's just so much to watch and be excited about. It's like, I'm going to be dialed up for these preseason games. I mean, it's just a new breath of fresh air as well as you don't know what we're going to get. We know we're not going to be rolling until the the real games count, but there's definitely going to be things for fans to watch for when the preseason drops, the regular season. Yeah. Everyone's saying the Lions aren't going to win games. They don't have the best receiving core. Like let's see what they do. I I think it's a real crapshoot of what they're going to do when it's all said and done this year, but the future is so dang bright. So let's wrap it up with this, man. We, we hyped up your red wings I tried to pump the people up about the Pistons, Detroit basketball. I mean, it's just it's just going to be real fun. I think whether you live here in the state of Michigan, city of Detroit, or if you're just a, a fan of Detroit sports uh, living somewhere else, I think the next, you know, five, ten, however many years, it's going to be real fun to be dialed in and watch these teams that are young, up and coming, exciting. And I think it's just up from here, man. Absolutely. I-B-L-E-A-V. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, okay. and listen here, I'm going to go on record now, and I'm going to say that 2023, all three of our Detroit sports teams, uh, not including the team that we shall not speak of, uh, will be in the playoffs. 2023 will be
1: the year of the Detroit playoff run. I, I like it. I mean, it's a little of a hot take, but not so much because I think we might move that up a little bit. I think there might be some ups and downs for the football team this year. The other two teams I think are going to be in that playoff mix. So I, I'm going the year before, man, 2022. I think um, all teams have great chances for playoffs. And and 2023 is when there might be some noise being made in those playoffs. And everybody wants to see a home playoff game at Ford field. I mean, it's gonna Ooh, be something else, imagine, and they're redoing all the inside. We got new banners, new new life in the stadium as well. Everybody's itching to get back with this crazy last year and a half plus that we've had. So, cannot hype it up, cannot wait enough. So, chops, let's do this, man. Let's let's end the show with a little uh, rapid fire, almost, and kind of some some current hot topics, things to think about, things I want your opinion on when it comes to our lions. And, and the first thing is this. You know, lots of talk going on at camp about a quarter, cornerback, too. You know, uh, A.O. Amani, warrior is getting a lot of hype from Dan freaking Campbell and others. He made a pick the other day. He seems to really have his head on his shoulders. I saw an interview from him. Man. He was so hype about Okuda and the, the, the DC and Aaron Glenn, everybody. He just seemed like he was ready to roll. I love this kid coming out of college, but I know you've been like a Dunbar guy and we've got some other guys in the mix. Do you think this will get settled up here soon? Or are we going to have a good, nice one, two punch at corner? What do you think?
0: Yeah, I think it may have already been settled Oak. I mean, uh, you know, I was, I was high on the Quentin Dunbar signing, but I mean, I don't think he's even been out on the practice field yet. So and AO's been out there, uh, proven himself. And uh, you know, he's running around like a madman out there. I think him and him and Okuda are gonna be a nice one-two punch. Um, you know, I've heard a little bit of buzz about Mike Ford out there too. I, I can't even believe Mike Ford's still on our football team, but um, <laughs> you know, it's I feel like he's been around forever, but I guess he probably hasn't. But no, I actually like the way that our corners are kind of solidifying out, man. AO stands out to me. Uh Okuda's gonna have that second year season where he just takes off. And I can't wait for that. Hopefully, Dunbar can get healthy uh, to solidify some depth there, and then of course you got a few others in the mix like Mike Ford um, that should uh, should help out. And then uh, I'm you know excited to kind of see
1: where Corn Elder and Ife uh, Melifanu fall in there too. I mean, I'm believing Lions. If you're gonna bring up Corn Elder, we gotta we gotta remind the people that he's from the U. <laughs> That's for you, Benny Blade. Shout, out, shout uh, out to Benny. <laughs> but, but but here's the thing. There's there's one player you forgot about, either at corner two or just playing, and I've been known to forget about him as well when we start talking about the young pups. That's a kid we took at one on one overall, and his name is Iffy. Iffy Melifanwu. Now I, I've been on record recently of hearing some some stuff. Hey, man, the kid's raw. He's having some struggles. They they're not exactly sure where he's gonna play, whether it be in the slot, outside, you know, he may have some safety, but Aaron Glenn, so that's way down the road. We're not gonna put too much on his plate. So I've been real hype on this guy, and I, I feel like he's gonna be fun to see him come along. I just don't know how quickly I, I was kind of throwing out there, man, this guy might be like a real time. Ball player, but I'm also aware it might take a little bit. So I'm with you. Like, I mean, I don't think people realize that if, if Okuda and AO end up being a combo, I mean, they're both like 24-some years old. They got length. They were both great college players from big-time programs. Like, that could really set up nicely. And then, yeah, you just need some some marginal depth behind them, which the Lions haven't had at all. But don't don't count out iffy. And, and Chops, I want to throw this at you. It went down iffy versus uh gosh who, who did he fight it was him and saint brown were swinging the saint other day brown. at training camp like did you like hearing that that the two young cats weren't having it and they were getting after each other or are you are you not a fan because i think it shows fire intensity i don't mind it
0: no i mean look you're playing a contact sport right so you know you, you see all these things where uh you know people get all upset and bent out of shape because guys are fighting right like you're playing a sport, you know, much like my my hockey, where you're banging bodies every play. Like tempers flare, you get hyped up. You are you're full of adrenaline, man. And these two guys, they're young cats. They're trying to prove their you know prove their worth. And uh, and you know, look, I love it. I you know I heard that uh, you know there was a little little extracurricular, some punches thrown. And um, but again, you know, there's no big pileups. There's no there's no New York Giants situation where they, oh, your quarterback ends up on the bottom of a huge fight pile, and the coach can't even get people off of him, and then they gotta <laughs> run suicides for the rest of the practice. But no, I mean, this look this is this two guys, two young kids trying to make their name, and uh, I love it. I think, uh, and Dan Campbell uh, summed it up pretty well, right? He likes the fire, he likes the intensity, he likes the comp compete level. Um, you know, I want to see that competition between these guys. I want to see our defense banging heads with our offense.
1: Obviously, not to the point where he was getting hurt. But look, again, context sport. I, I love it. Here's why Dan Campbell is so freaking great. Somebody asked him, like, well, you know, if they did that in a game, that'd be a 15-yard penalty. Like, what do you tell your team? He goes, don't fight in games. <laughs> He said it's a penalty, don't do it. I'll tell them not to do it. They know not to do it. It's just like such a great simple answer to the knucklehead reporters who like want to make some big drawn out question. It's like it was a fighting training camp. We tell them not to do it in the games, but like you said it's football. I mean, one guy gets on the other guy's skin, something happens, you move on. 10 plays later, they got after each other and they were fine on on another rep. So I'm not worried about it. Choppy we we've had, we've talked about so much here. I got so many other hot topics. Let's go a little uh, rapid fire on some of these, get your quick opinions. Like who's going to be the best safety on this team.
0: Oh, I knew you were going to bring that out man. Uh, I really want to see Tracy Walker take a step, man. I know he's your boy. Um, I know we've been waiting and waiting and waiting for this guy to step in. And I think, you know, based just out of a sure number, he's going to be the guy that steps up and and fills that role. I still would not count out bringing somebody in a camp a camp casualty from another team uh, because we that I just feel like we're we're pretty weak in that safety spot. That's our number one area of need, in my opinion.
1: All right, I like it. Watch out for Will Harris, everybody. Word is he's turning it up. Chops, What? what's the ceiling? How big of a monster? How big of a dancing bear? How big of a beast is Aline McNeil going to be for the Detroit Lions? Dude,
0: the, he's a straight-up freak. I, I love him <laughs> and the, just I, I mean... I, I love I love the the Twinkle Toes, the Bear, the, all these great names, man. I mean, the, the, everybody's high on them. I, I love it. I cannot wait to see this
1: this big man in the middle, just you know, make it wreaking havoc on the center. I can't wait. He's quickly becoming the guy I want to watch just because every time I see him in the uniform, I can't understand how he's so thick and and so young. I think he's 22, 21 years old, and he just seems like as long as uh, if he's already out there making plays and starting with the ones, like, look out for this guy. It's going to be fun to watch. Chops, middle linebacker. Everyone's heard me rag on Jamie Collins' lack of effort we have both been high on Derek Barnes, but he hasn't been out there. Like, is this guy going to be impactful year one? And is he going to be in the middle sooner than later?
0: Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, we haven't seen him yet, right? Like, uh, you know, I heard he's dealing with, is it a a hammy that he's dealing with? Um, He was actually, I thought he may have been our steal of the draft uh, when when we were done drafted at the end there, um, because I could see this guy just being a lieutenant in the middle. Um, I'm really excited to see him out there, but it's hard to judge. I mean, you know, you got Alex Anzalone or whatever the heck his name is, you know, kind of (laughs) filling in with Jamie Collins until, but, but I think Derek Barnes is our future and the sooner we can see him out in the field, the better.
1: I think we've settled on i think it's Anzalone, alone but it's not whatever he is he's going to be better than whatever we've had the past couple years. i'm actually f- interested to watch him but uh yeah I, I, let's i can't wait to see what Barnes has. i hope he plays before uh, too much time goes by. I don't want to see another injured rookie. all right couple more here and then'll we'll, we'll get up out of here. Um, everybody's ragging on the wide receivers what's your take on the on the wide outs as a whole?
0: I, look, I mean, my thing is, like, I don't necessarily have to have a stud number one receiver um, who who pulls a bunch of coverage. I mean, I think, honestly, that's TJ Hawkinson, right, for me. Um, I, I'm i excited. You got a lot of guys that meet, have something to prove, right? I mean, you got Terrell Williams who's got something to prove. You got Perriman who's got something to prove. You got Cephas who's got something to prove. You got St. Brown who's already proven it from everything that I've seen, all the video on him in camp. I mean, he's proven it. So, you know, he is the legit chance to be our number one. Um, and then again, you know, I think people kind of laugh at this, but don't don't count out Khalif Raymond either. Um, I heard this guy's he's he's sneaky fast. I know we kind of had him in as a as a kick returner kind of guy, but man, I think if we can get him in some open space, he's gonna be able to make some moves too. So yeah, I mean look, are we gonna draft a receiver pretty high in the next year or two or or make a little bit of a splash? Probably. Uh, but right now I am not as concerned about our wide receivers as other people are.
1: Great take by you. I'm right there with you. I think it's going to be fun to watch how it settles out. I mean, everybody from Cephas to Tyrell to, to Perriman could all be the one on this team when it's all said and done. And like you said, the rookie is going to do his thing. I mean, if he just plays from day one and makes plays, that's going to be just really helpful for this team down the road when they add talent, as you mentioned All right, the running back position, I mean, we got Swift, we got Jamal Williams. I mean, Jamal Williams stepped to the microphone and made everybody laugh when he was making reporters play paper, rock, scissors to ask him questions. He also said something that was funny about how him and Swift will be a combo. He tried to come up with a tagline. I didn't really love it. I mean, um, you know, there's there's plenty of possibilities, plenty of T-shirt opportunities there with this combo. Is it going to be a – a dynamic split or is it going to end up being like, man, Swift is the guy uh, Jamal is like that compliment average number two type running back. How do you see it going down?
0: So I'm not going to claim to know more than the coaches, but man, I see Deandre Swizzle as a straight up number one. Um, I like Jamal Williams. I think that was a really great, pick up for us. And I think people kind of look at them as like a 1A, 1B, but man, I want to see DeAndre Swizzle get the rock. I mean, hand the ball off to him, get him in the third, you know, keep him in on third downs. Like, I feel like this kid can be a total workhorse for us. Um, and when he needs a break, you can roll in Jamal Williams. And I hear that Jamar Jefferson's making some nice, uh, nice plays in camp too. So, um, I, I like to rely on DeAndre Swift a little bit heavier than we did in the past. Um, I know the past regime kind of wanted him to prove himself. Um, and then, you know, he, he had a couple of, of uh, early mishaps and they just kind of like I felt like they kind of gave up on him a little bit. But, dude, this this kid, in my opinion, has the ability to be a legit number one running back. And then, you know, and then with that, you have to have some competent guys behind him to fill in, give the guy a break when he needs it. But I do not want to see a, a running back by committee action with with Swift and Swag.
1: My favorite thing about, uh, well, Swift, every time I see him on the football field, he just seems so dynamic when it comes to his burst, his ability to catch, run routes, as well as. He showed he can he can hit the hole and, and score touchdowns as well. So I think he has everything you look for, as you mentioned. And the reason I love Jamal Williams on this team so much is because this is totally a guy that the past regime especially never would have touched. He's also a type of guy that most Lions teams wouldn't have got because it was the old Detroit country club. You had to run it like a corporate setting. We never had anybody with any personality and juice other than Nate Burleson and maybe one or two other players that I can remember. Jamal Williams is dynamic just in the locker room and as a personality. And that's just fun to watch because we need that on this team in this year with this new you know transition. And I think he's going to bring a lot of excitement, fun, and he's going to make plays. So I, I don't want it to be a split, but I think Jamal is just a good acquisition. I'm right there with you. DeAndre Swift, Swizzle as I called him, is going to be fun to watch. Get in the ball all day, every day. And let's end with this, Chops. I saved this for you. I know we've went about 40, 45 minutes here, a lot of good stuff. I'm really happy to have you on Believe in Lions, the quarterback. Like, you've been so high on Jared Goff. You have no worries. He's going to do this, that, and the other. I'm rooting for him. I'm in his corner, and I'm also, like – Show me. Show me that you got a new re- lease on life. Show me that you can make the big-time throws and run this offense and be a leader. And I can't wait to see it. So what is what is the ceiling in year one? And let's even keep him in year two for Jared Goff. Like, Can he be just from square one, like the guy here in Detroit? Yeah,
0: Oak. I mean, look, I, I'm it's I've been on record to say that I love this trade to get Jared Goff. I think he uh he wanted a fresh start. He needed a fresh start. Him and McVay fell out in LA. Um and this is this he's in a place where he wants to be and we want him. So he's in for me, this is the perfect situation for him. And again, uh, you know, I, I'm hearing a lot of things out of camp. Oh, he's he's checking down, he's not tossing the, the feet, you know, he's not making the long pass. You know, some of the backups are making more pay- plays downfield. Like to me, Jared Goff is more like a general, right? He's going to make the smart play. He's going to see, he, you know, he's going to move the chains and he's going to be very methodic about what he does and how he does it. Um, I think this guy is super intelligent. Um, you know, he doesn't, obviously does not have the arm strength that Matthew Stafford has, but in my opinion, he's 10 times smarter. So He's not going to throw it down the field into triple coverage and hope that he's got, you know, big Kennedy Galladay to come down and grab it. No, he's going to do the check down. He's going to find the guy coming open across the middle, and he's going to hit him for 10 yards instead of a pick. So I'm super high on Goff. I have no worries about him. Um, I hear we got a nice little competition going between Boyle and Blau as well. Um, So it's good to have, you know, it's good to have some competition. But, I mean, look, he's the guy. Uh, He's the guy this year, no questions asked. Um, And frankly, I don't really have any desire for him to not be the guy next year either. I think we have other things to address with those top picks. And I say we give the the reins to him completely and let him go. And uh, I think he'll he'll prove us right.
1: Great stuff, man. I I can't wait to see number 16 out there run out in the huddle, make some throws. and, And I just hope he starts hot because I want people to get like even more behind this guy and just say, man, nothing against number nine, nothing against the form, but... This is our quarterback now, and there's been a lot of supporters on Twitter and stuff that are like, Hey, this is my guy now. And if he makes a few throws, gets a couple W's, shows some moxie early, I think people will rally around him a lot. The talent's there. I do think he has a good enough arm. I agree with you, he's smart, cerebral. He just needs to be like some people. We all we all need some people to believe in us. And I feel like this regime believes in him and and he kind of has a freebie year to do his thing, and I think it's gonna be fun to watch. So I think the ceiling is high as well, and I just am very excited to see him as the as the guy back there as they add a piece to this team so ibo and golf everything else we talked about on this show chops man i asked you to come on i've been doing some solo shows here on believe in lions man i thought it was really fun giving the people kind of an outlook on why detroit sports is, is so hype so on the uptick as well as uh just some questions that were on my mind man you really had some good takes opinions and and it was fun to chat it up with you about the uh detroit lions my man
0: yeah, for sure. Oak. we I mean, there's so much to believe with this team and with this sports town, man. Uh, it's a very, very exciting time to uh, be, be a Detroit Lions, Red Wings, Pistons,
1: and oh, hell,
0: why not? Tigers fan.
1: <laughs> oh, man, we can't end it like that. Everybody, like in a week, the Lions are hitting the gridiron. I mean, they're going to be popping pads, playing football before you know it. 65, 70,000 Lions fans will be filling up Ford Field. Me and Chops will be at the Baltimore game getting rowdy, getting after it, trying to get some Ws, and it's just going to be a really fun season for football. And it's just going to be a fun time to be a Detroit sports fan. So everybody... I thank you so much for listening to Believe in Lions. Catch me next week, right here, same time, Thursday mornings. You can also find my other podcast, the Detroit Kool-Aid Cast, where we serve it up so you can drink it in Wednesdays and Fridays. So that's three pods a week. Again, thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you next week, right here, on Believe. B-L-E-A-V in Lions. Take care, everybody. We're out.
0: I believe, I believe.